Okay, hello everybody and welcome to this edition of Advisor Insights. I'm delighted today to be joined by one of our amazing certified chairs uh, based all the way over there in Ventura, California, uh, Mohammed Ahmed. Hi Mohammed, how are you? Hello Penny, how are you? Really good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. And um, what I'd like to do over the next little while is just spend a little bit of time finding out about, about Mohammed, about you, about your career, what's brought you to the advisory board space, and um, just um, a few key elements of the experiences that you've had um, in your advisory journey so far. Um, and um, I, I, I'm sure that there's a plenty that you have to share, and I really look forward to our conversation. So thanks again for joining me. Um, we might start, Mohammed, with um, if I can ask you just to please give us a bit of a snapshot on your career so far, what's brought you to um, this point, and a little bit of a snapshot on the advisory roles that you um, currently hold or, or, or have held. Great. Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Penny. Uh, it, it's great to be here uh, with you and having this conversation. Uh, I'll just start off with uh, kind of the roles that I have, and then I'll kind of back into uh, how I got here, so to speak. Awesome. So uh, currently, I'm on several uh, advisory boards uh, for startup companies. Uh, one of those, two of those are actually in, in Israel. Uh, one is in the services sector. The other is in manufacturing. And then a the third one that's here in the U.S. Uh, in Chicago. So those are the, the current ones and basically from uh, two of them from 2020 uh, and one of those I started uh, last year in 2021. Um, I've also had uh, three uh, corporatized experiences uh, when I was at SAP and right before I got to SAP. Uh, one of them was on the point of sale advisory council. Uh, another was uh, another advisory council in the food retailing and fashion. Uh, so parts of retail, and another was around the supply chain. So, uh, so really spanning mm. uh, almost twenty years or so of uh, of um, advisory roles. Awesome. So when I, when I think about what kind of fueled all these opportunities, I just see digital transformation. Even before we called it digital transformation, you know, there's rising customer expectations, abundance of data rapid technological advances, and all those are driving unprecedented dynamics in every single business sector, and even in our own personal uh, mm -hmm. lives. Uh, and, and that's what really, um, uh, I, I think, makes things that interesting, because change is constant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, very often we see that um, change is the principal reason for establishing an advisory structure of any kind to support that kind of change, that movement, that progress, that transformation, whatever it may be, wherever the end goal is, is, um, is, yep. is set. Um, it's, it's often the reason for, for, for establishing those advisory boards. Um, and, and are you maybe, current, maybe, maybe yeah. I should maybe maybe I should bring in like how I got here. Oh, um, absolutely! Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of uh, only answered like half of it there. So my, my formal education kind of spanned life sciences, international relations, business, and human organiza organizational systems. So my career moved from being an officer in the United States Navy as a naval aviator and intelligence officer to general management, consulting, technology, and entrepreneurship 
where I actually had a successful M&A exit uh, a number of years ago. But the core uh, area would be at SAP, uh, where I, I scale global solutions across multiple regional markets. Uh, I was a global solution, solution owner for an entire retail segment. Uh, and I really turned market trends and customer needs into product requirements and go-to-market motions, which I led uh, for the Americas uh, in the retail industry. And then the, the last few years, I headed uh, internal strategic and executive communications for uh, consumer industries and for um, uh, the entire industry segment. So those communication roles really gave me an unexpected outcome and, and where I discovered and lived the power of the word and stories and narratives and the importance of intentionality. Uh, which, by the way, helped me inform my doctoral dissertation on the power of narratives and political discourse in the aftermath of the Arab Spring. Wow. Uh, thinking a uh, hundred years ago, the American novelist F. Scott Fitzgerald once said that genius is the ability to put into effect what is on your mind. And maybe he was thinking about writing novels, but I'm looking at it from, you know, business communication is often ignored weapon and the resources for an executive and a leader. So I think we can all agree that progress doesn't happen until uh, and only when you, we can propel an idea from abstraction to reality. Yeah. And leaders need to orchestrate the, uh, all those actions and practices, words and symbols, and be consistent with their understanding and capabilities, operational context, and also the time dynamics. So, uh, you know, you, you look, I look at all, this, all these experiences and the collective experiences and the current advisory roles, uh, they've, they've really afforded me a unique engagement and perspective with senior executives and boards um, where you need to be a good listener uh, to probe in multiple functions, offer, you know, objective insights, explore, challenge, support, communicate, reframe, simplify the complex, uh, and all those, uh, all those things I think are really important uh, and how, what made me who I am today and why I'm able to uh, look at advisory boards as a way to, uh, to continue to develop myself and to contribute uh, okay. in the space. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Mohammed. And, you know, after such a, a diverse um, series of series of careers, um, not just one one career, but a, a diverse range of careers that's that's really provided you with a wealth of um, uh, expertise, advice, knowledge, and experiences that you can draw on in your advisory in, uh, engagements. Um, and um, you've you mentioned that obviously you you've been involved in both the startup space, um, you know, supporting young growing you know, organizations, which are barely organizations when you first probably start to get to know them, um, as well as in the very large multinational corporatized model. Um, what's your, what, what are your reflections about these two different types of, of sector and advisory board model? Um, what are the, the comparisons and the combining features yeah. of those two, but also what, what's different about each, each sector? Yeah, I think some commonality across is really aligning on expectations as early as possible. Uh, establishing trust, it's always an ongoing effort. Um, and realizing that that tension is, is a natural element in any organizational construct 
And it doesn't matter whether you're a two-person startup or you're several thousand people type of organization. Uh, and you've got to always find ways to collab, you know, collaboration where it's a win-win situation. It, it sounds uh, uh, like an old hat, but uh, it's really important to, to establish. And uh, making sure that um, uh, everyone involved understands the kind of resources and commitment that are required to succeed and, and that everybody's aligned as to what success is. Mm. Uh, when I think about startups specifically, uh, it's really all about change. Uh, you're busting paradigms, you're changing the status quo, you're challenging the existing power relationships and structures. You're trying to differentiate on dimensions that you believe that the incumbents cannot or possibly realistically compete on. And it's all about speed, agility, experimenting, quick cycles, and where you're able to, to pivot uh, at any point. Uh, so th that's how I view the opportunities around startups so, and to understand the mindset of, of a startup uh, company and the founders. Um, established companies, on the other hand, uh, and they run a continuum from the smaller uh, companies, uh, you know, a few business owners to large companies, corporations. And for them, it tends to be all about keeping the status quo, maintaining that. And they really uh, look for external assistance or help or advise, uh, advisory services, if you will, when the business is at an inflection point. Startups are always at an inflection point. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's just the, constant, the nature but, of the game. Yeah, nature of it. Uh, and they're looking for that as, as a, an opportunity for them. Uh, but an established company tends like, okay, we did the work, we got, we got sales going, we got our cost structure in place, the market, we understand it, everything is good. And all of a sudden something changes, something happened and there's there are question marks. You know, what worked in the past isn't working today. So coming to an inflection point and, you know, it could be internal where you're looking at a different kind of labor issues, labor content, uh, 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 rising uh, rates, uh, access to a market, access to dollars, the demand uh, is, is changing, something going on uh, with the way uh, your systems are no longer keeping up with what needs to be uh, or how you need to run your, your uh, system, your business and your processes. Or it could be an external uh, uh, pressures, macro, the interest rates, inflation, mm -hmm. unemployment, uh, you know, uh, different changes in trends and also the rate of change in the trends. Uh, a lot of people look at things, um, uh, you know, increasing but decreasing, but they don't necessarily look at the rate of change itself. It's mm -hmm. like taking the second yes. derivative. Uh, so that's where your, your, your college calculus thinking can come into <laughs> come play. Into play. <laughs> uh, a competition, you know, existing com competitors, new ones, uh, yeah. uh, maybe needing to compete on an ecosystem level, not just uh, on a, you know, business to business. Changes in technology, understanding the, the implications over time and how you can leverage that instead of it becoming a pain point. And then the whole social aspects, network effects, needing to be transparent. Uh, it's, a, it's a different business environment today than it was mm. not even 10 years ago. Mm. Uh, so th th those are some of the kind of way differences I see between the, the two.
Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. Obviously, the the you know summarizing that the startup space is all about change and it's about being resilient to that change and being comfortable working, operating in that kind of environment. What I'm hearing from you in the in the corporatized space, much larger organization space, is about, I guess, balancing or regaining some kind of status quo or back on the path uh, one was headed in in spite of or even in the um, presence of these changes, these situational impacts and changes, whether internal or external, that might, uh, I guess, take take the organisation off its course a little bit. So um, that's really it's an interesting um, it's an interesting way of way of thinking. Yeah, and and uh, one of the the really big problems and the bias that a, a larger organisation has is to think of the world uh, as a state of equilibrium mm. or that the status quo is, is a status quo. Yeah. Uh, but instead of thinking of life and businesses constantly changing and that you have to constantly think of it more dynamic. In biology, if an organism doesn't change, it's dead. Yeah. Uh, same thing with a, with a corporation or a yeah. company or a, no matter what it is, you need to be constantly dynamically changing, moving, learning in order to to thrive otherwise you're not that that's right yeah yeah you're you're not at all yeah and thank you sometimes it takes an external voice to help you see that yes yes oftentimes i think it's very useful um you know the larger an organization becomes the more it can uh, uh look inward and believe um, or, or take to quickly to respond to the, the internal voices. It's really important to have that external perspective. Drinking um, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Mohammed, um, I'm really interested to know what sort of um, advice you might have for, for business owners, perhaps contemplating an advisory structure, but also for for advisors, have you got some 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 key, I guess, um, uh, uh, principles that have really stood well the test of time for you in your advisory work? Yeah. Yes. Uh, for the business owners, um, make sure that you are prepared to change and to be challenged. Okay. Uh, don't focus on the how so much, but be open on new methods and approaches. Um, Make sure that the advisor fit is right for you and your culture. Even though I've said about being able to be open and change, but you've got you've got to have the chemistry work because if the chemistry doesn't work, you're not going to listen anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and um, uh, you know, be honest on what you need and understand the, your own internal dynamics and what the hurdles that might be. In, in place. Uh, so, and I covered some things around trust and ethics, but those, those are really paramount and it covers any mm. type of engagement. Because if you don't live it or don't expect it, then your advisory board will fail you at the, mm. at the worst possible time. Mm. And I think that goes for both sides of the equation, doesn't it? For the, the business, the sure organization does. itself, and for those advising, uh, you uh, know, having absolutely. a foundation of trust and ethical engagement, I think is, is yeah. paramount. Yeah. Uh, on the advisor side, I think, you know, you've got to be curious, have that curiosity, and you've really got to listen well. You don't go in there with a preconceived notion about what it is that it will take to, to turn it around or to be successful. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to, you've got to, each, each situation is unique and you have to do the, the listening. 
And remember, it's not about you. It's about the client's success. Uh, and, and, and that is, should be the guiding light, the North Star. Yeah. Um, and kind of to the last point I had made with, uh, for the business owners, it's, you know, your character and integrity are on the line. So know yourself well and don't overpromise or overcommit. And uh, probably the, the last thing, maybe, you know, consciously bring in uh, on the personal side, you know, bring your prior experiences into play in each and every subsequent engagement that you do. Mm. You know, you build on your past, you connect the dots, you're always learning from the abstract to the concrete, and you've got to always, you know, be pushing the envelope. So, mm. um, you know, it, it's uh, each, each, each situation is unique, but at the same time, there are things that you can bring from one to the next and, uh, and be, give, your, give yourself time to reflect and uh, be able to, to see those things in abstract and as well as in the concrete actions that need to be taken. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that. I think um, there, there could be a sort of a preconceived notion that as advisors, you know, we need to come um, ready uh, as, as those who know you know, those who've experienced, those who've seen and those who are, uh, are there to bring that wisdom to, to the table. I think it's really important to reflect on um, the need to always be learning and always be challenging oneself and to build on one's experience. I think that's a really healthy yep. uh, dynamic. It also creates, um, I guess, as well, that level playing field between advisor and, and, and business or business owner, engaging business, um, where it's, it's about, you know, a peer support mechanism rather than just a solution that's being provided. Right. It's, it's a relationship. It's not, yeah. uh, it's not transactional plug and play, take out. It's yeah. modular. It, no, it's, it's a relationship. And, yeah. uh, and that's, that's really where yeah. the value comes through. 100%. Yeah. Um, look, I have a final question for you, Mohammed, which I would love. Um, I'd love if you'd be happy to share, um, you know, on the importance of being able to reflect yourself on your own work and your your passions and your aspirations. What what really what really inspires you? What animates you and enthuses you, yeah. Mohammed? You know, you, um, uh, when, I, when I was looking at uh, joining the advisory council and, um, and just going through that, and it kind of forces you to look back on what you've done in the past and where you want to go. And uh, so I was really thankful that I had that opportunity to, to, to do that uh, contemplation. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've kind of come, you know, my work and my travels have taken me to nearly, you know, Two dozen countries across all the continents. I have not been to Australia. One um, day, <laughs> one day, uh, and and all that was feeding kind of my natural sense of curiosity, and and wonder at the wide variety of the human experience, uh, and applying that interest and the cross cultural awareness to multiple disciplines and industries has just been thrilling and more fulfilling than I realized. So I'm really keenly interested in just exploring how we can create new models of engagement that cut across disciplines and, mm-hmm. and break boundaries, traditional boundaries, and, and work towards enhancing human understanding, you know, improving organizational performance, and, and just creating a more just social outcomes. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I'm discovering that uh, really 
really um, drives you yeah yeah yep. yeah and motivates you I, I love it Mohammed it's um it's been a delight to spend some time with you this morning and and listen to a little bit of your experience um and and what what both you bring to the advisory board space but also the value that you t- that you obtain from being engaged in this area um I thank you um on behalf of the center on behalf of Louise and the team very much Mohammed Ahmed for spending time with us this morning and advisors within the network and chairs within the network if you'd like to connect with Mohammed um, please feel free to reach out to him through the advisory board world or connect with me and I will be very happy to put you in touch with Mohammed thank you again for joining me thank today you. thank you Penny take care cheers <laughs>